Why, that could mean only one thing. Cousin Rick is calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk. Good morning, Cousin Rick. Good morning, R.T. All right. What kind of morning are you having there in Needham? Oh, I'm walking on sunshine out here. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's going up to around 60 today and... Not too heavy a wind that we've had the last few days. So, oh, oh, good, good, good. I will be out soaking up the vitamin D. Very nice, yeah. Or generating the vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. But getting to the ride of the week. Yes, yes. <laughs> the ride of the week is the Ram 1500 pickup truck TRX crew cab 4x4. Now, this is a truck made for hauling in every sense of the word. Okay, it's uh, first of all, it comes in flame red, which you know it, it's going to be a mover, and it has a 6.2 liter supercharged Hemi V8. Now, this mill, as they say, puts out 702 horsepower and 650 pound feet of torque, mm-hmm. and so the towing capacity is like 11,600 pounds, and the payload is. 2,320 pounds, and it's hooked up to an eight-speed automatic transmission. And uh, so you can haul a lot, and with the Hemi, you can get up to 60 in about uh, 4.5 seconds, or well under six seconds. But for all that power and speed, the EPA fuel numbers uh, reflect that. The mileage... uh, 10 miles per gallon in the city, 14 on the highway for combined of 12. Now, on the highway, uh, we got all around uh, the upper 13s and around 14 miles per gallon. And uh, the the truck is built in uh, Sterling Heights, Michigan. Mm -hmm. But, uh, again, the international nature of the auto industry the U.S. Canadian parts content is 58%. Mexican content is 32%. Now, the engine itself is made in the U.S., but the transmission comes from Germany. So you can, uh, you can see, again, the international nature. It, uh, it's got full-time four-wheel drive, but most of the time, if you're on the highway, the power goes to the rear wheels for more economy. Mm. And... Uh, this car is uh, chock full of technology. First of all, you get in it, you think you're in a car, a very wide car and a very high car. Hmm. And uh, some of the things I liked, it's got a 12-inch display in the center console, and it's oriented vertically so that when you plug in the nav system and have directions, the map is fairly big, and you can see your your route on the map just by quickly glancing over, and you don't, uh, you know, that uh, you don't have to strain or anything to look for uh, what what the route is on a smaller screen. Also, our, our version came up with a head-up display, and the nav information, the directions are displayed on the head-up display. It'll dip- display the, the next... Uh, Waypoint, in other words, making a right turn, left turn, whatever. Hmm. And uh, so that's one of the features we liked on the uh, on the car. Also, it's got the forward view camera. You're sitting fairly uh, high up behind a, 
a large hood, but you can click on the forward camera to see if uh, when I was going down a hill, you could see more in front of the car to avoid any ruts or rocks or small pets or large pets. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that was a nice uh, feature to have. It, it makes for a little more relaxed driving. Mm-hmm. Now, the, our version came with... Uh, what they call Mopar rock rails. These are rails along the side to protect the body, but they're kind of like a small running board. And the uh, one of the features uh, that uh, some of the people who were using the vehicle with me were complaining about, that the rails themselves may protect the body, but they're kind of narrow when you're kind of trying to climb into the vehicle with using the grab bars. They're less than... They're only a couple inches wide, so they're less than the width of a person's foot. So you have to uh, be a little dexterous getting in. And then also the there's an automatic uh, tailgate uh, deploy. You can hit that. It comes down kind of quick, so you want to make sure that there's uh, nobody standing behind it. You kind of surprise them. Maybe they could use a little more damping on the, the tailgate when it swings down. Mm. But some of the other features... It it has a bed step to help get into the uh, a deployable bed step to help you get into the bed because it's rather high up. And the safety features it has pedestrian cyclist detection and emergency braking. It's got performance uh, and adaptive damping shocks. And let's see what else do I have here. Again, leather trim bucket seats, ventilated seats. And uh, let's see, the base price of our Ram 1500 is 69995 But with all these super systems in it, it topped out at $87,000 MSRP. Hmm. But again, with trucks, you there's so many options mix and match that uh, you could maybe run up to that 87,000 figure or have a lot less and get the features you want. So that's this week's ride of the week. All You're right. riding high and handsome in this uh, uh, Ram 1500 with uh, the bright red. Yeah, and the, the ram lama ding dong <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's a ram lama ding dong Okay, well, uh, what other uh, automotive news do you have for us today? Well, that's about it for automotive oh, news. Okay. How about a Musk Minute? Oh, have we got a Musk Minute? <laughs> I'll tell you, but uh, it, it kind of goes with the April Fool's theme, uh-huh. if I may editorialize. But a couple of hours ago, the SpaceX team launched the next Starship, Starship Serial Number 11, to mm. go to what? Uh, 10 kilometers, which is about 40,000 feet, flip over, do a belly flop, and land. And uh, needless to say, it was not the most sterling outing. Okay, first of all, when you, uh, you watch the video, you can't see a thing. For some reason, they launched a rocket test flight in the fog. Okay, so there was no remote video of the liftoff or of the flight. Hmm. Now, what kind of April Fool's launches a rocket where you can't get video of the vehicle to 
assess any problems or see how it's running. They did have a camera from inside the engine bay and on the outside of the rocket looking down over the fins. But just before the landing, the video stream cut out, and you hear this loud clunk <laughs> so that uh, you, you really couldn't tell what happened, but the thing did prang, as we say, on the landing. And uh, it, it was supposed to have been launched yesterday, but the FAA's inspector couldn't get to the site on time. Well, apparently he or she was there today and okayed the flight. I guess in terms of flight clearance, it didn't matter whether there was fog or not. But if you're running a test program, you want to be able to see what you're doing. So uh, so I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Okay? <laughs> like some but in the, in the space business, we forgot to mention last week that NASA, oh, about a week and a half ago, uh, checked out the center core stage of the space launch system with the four shuttle-derived engines, and it ran for a full eight minutes flight profile. So hmm. that's a, a successful uh, feather in NASA's cap. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, no, no yeah. premature uh, shutdowns there. Right. And then also, uh, again, we've been talking about the Perseverance rover on Mars and the they're getting ready to deploy the Ingenuity uh, drone helicopter. Hmm. And an interesting feature of that is that on the drone helicopter is a small piece of one of the early Wright flyers, a piece of canvas taken from one of the early Wright airplanes. Hmm. Kind of an interesting uh, take on that. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Now, now when is it that they're looking to... Uh Fly this, perhaps? Oh, in the next couple of weeks. Oh, a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, probably by the end of April. I see. Yeah. I think they want to figure out what the profile would be. And I think the first mission is just to fly straight up for 20 seconds and land. And then if they can keep the batteries charged enough, they may send it out and look around. Okay. All right. Well, uh, anything else you have for us? Okay. Yeah, we got some good stuff here. Okay. From Georgia Tech. They've, uh, you know, the rage is now, or the next trend is 5G cell phone service. It's very short range. There's a lot of transmitters in urban areas. Well, this is kind of like uh, scamming the neighbor's Wi-Fi. Hmm. They've come up with an antenna you can put in devices that would take the energy from all these uh, 5G transmitters and use that to charge uh, your devices. You could use it to put a slow charge in a cell phone or some other device. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of like skimming off your neighbor's Wi-Fi or Internet. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure the uh, if this comes to be, you know, they, right now it's in just in development. They've developed a 3D printable, flexible antenna that you can put in a device that will pick up the 5G energy and millimeter wave energy and convert it into electricity. Hmm. So uh, I'm sure the cell phone companies will find a way to monetize this if it comes to be. Yeah, indeed. So, so is that part of the uh, 21st century uh, Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's Wi-Fi? Rimshot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My sentiments exactly. <laughs> what, what else do you have for us today? Okay. More from our university friends, uh, University of California at Berkeley. Sort of near you, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. They've come up with a way to take uh, oh, polyethylene plastic, that uh, plastic bags that get recycled, that right now there's a, a crisis in recycling. There's really not much use for the recycled plastic, and uh, you can use it to make decking and so on. But uh, they figure that if you can come up with a higher-value product, there'll be more recycling. And so by adding some polymers to the plastic that gets melted and recycled, they can turn that material into an adhesive, which could be used in various processes that it would have more value and be more widespread used. Hmm. So uh, stay tuned to see if you can keep recycling plastic and turn it into more usable products or higher value products. Yeah, that would be good because there's there's definitely a a problem there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, What else do you have? And here's a a good one Mm -hmm. from the University of Minnesota. Okay. They've used a motion capture imaging technology that you are, is used in, in Hollywood to do uh, animation and graphics and so on. And by using a, a motion capture system, they can image, say, an expanding and contracting heart or an expanding and contracting lung. And by using that, and hooking it up to a 3D printer, they can print directly, say, a biomaterial on the heart or on the lung to form a sensor that could monitor heart or lung function. And so this way, after heart or, or during heart or lung surgery, maybe in the future, a surgical team could imprint a sensor on the heart or lung that could be used to monitor it after uh, the surgery. Hmm. Wow. Sounds kind of cool. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Right. As long as they're not tracking me. (laughs) Right. Okay. um, Anything else? Well, finally. Ah, yes. I'm I'm sure you know a runner. (laughs) I do know a runner. (laughs) Yes. Well, a company called Innov8, I-N-O-V-8. They've been working on uh, graphite-enhanced running shoes for a couple of years to... uh, Make them wear longer, last longer, because uh, a true runner changes their shoes fairly, you know, fairly quickly after a few weeks or months of running. And they've come up with a a graphite foam for an off-road running shoe that'll give it uh, more spring as well as last for around 750 miles, which is twice as long as uh, what the industry standard is. So now you, you know what you can get your runner relatives for uh, next Christmas. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if I can afford them. <laughs> yeah, no price was listed. No price listed. I'm sure you could find it. As, as they say, if you, if you have to know the price, you can't afford to buy them. That's right. mm. <laughs> 
Okay, so is that a wrap for today? That's a wrap. As usual, glad we could get together. All right. Yeah, that was excellent. All right. Thank you very much. That was Cousin Rick calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk, a regular feature of the Newtopian Dream.